If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT Thomas from KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your tips and quips about ideas. And you guys know, like, I have this real passion for people that want to start their own businesses and are out there trying to be solopreneurs or run small businesses. And I and I always try to cycle in things about business ownership that I think are important. Having been self-employed for a long time, uh, you know, 25 years, the reality is I've learned a few things along the way. And one of the things that I know about being self-employed is that you either need to do it or delegate it. And so today we're going to talk about how that applies to marketing from a perspective of social media and electronic marketing. If you are somebody that embraces getting it done yourself, or if you're just somebody who embraces the idea that it got done, we have a little something for everyone today. I've asked Ashley Mason from Dasha Social to come on the show today and talk to us a little bit about building a social presence and how to think about an electronic marketing plan and personal marketing. So I'm hoping that you're excited for the show and uh, just stay with me through the break. Your host, Katie Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning with more than 25 years of experience, dedicated to high net worth individuals, families, and business owners. We work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals, providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. So are you one of those solopreneurs that looks at other people's websites? I got to confess, I do this a little bit. I do a little website trolling, see what my competitors are doing. I have some friends on Facebook that I think are just amazing marketers. And I look at the work that they do and how they're always positioning themselves. So it's both personal, but it also relates to their business. And they're just really good at it. I not really like that, but I'm committed to figuring it out. So I thought, you know, there might be a few of you that maybe aren't as good at this as they'd like, and maybe want some great tips and ideas about how to think about how to structure your social media presence, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn or however you're thinking about approaching it. I've asked Ashley Mason from Dash of Social to spend some time with us today and talk a little bit about marketing. So let me tell you a little bit about Ashley before we jump into it. She is a marketing consultant with Dash of Social. She works with entrepreneurs and small businesses to create and execute marketing strategies that develop an online presence, establish credibility, and build a community. Exactly, I know what I needed, and I'm hoping that some of you are interested in this as well. Ashley, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me, Kathy. 
Ashley, you know, you and I talked a little bit about uh, why this is so hard. And I always say, you know, because I'm, cause I'm old. <laughs> I, I didn't grow up with all of these things. So for me, it was figuring it all out from the ground up, understanding how uh, social media has become a community that you really have to nurture. Can you talk a little bit about how you decided to get into this business? You know, kind of like what your thoughts and ideas are about why this is important and how come people need to be deciding that they're going to embrace it. Definitely. So in 2012, I had, was actually exposed to marketing through my blog that I had started. So I had started a fashion and lifestyle blog um, that I dedicated actually a lot of time to. So I spent probably 15 to 20 hours per week writing posts for this blog, connecting with other bloggers, promoting my blog through social media and things like that. So up until that point, I had, of course, always been around social media, but really only from a personal standpoint, never really from a business standpoint. But once I really launched my blog and got more serious about it, that's when I kind of made that switch from viewing social media as connecting with friends and family to using it to really promote a business that I had somewhat started. And so with my blog, I was actually able to grow it organically through social media. Um, so as my blog started to grow, I received the opportunity to work with multiple small companies on paid sponsorships. So whether it was attending press events for them, reviewing products that they sent to me, or simply getting compensated just to write about their company, I started to build these different relationships and started to turn my blog into a side hustle. But at the time, many of these companies were really only focused on influencer marketing. So they were looking to partner with bloggers that had high social media numbers or they had high um, drives back to their website and website visitors and things like that, but they were totally neglecting social media. And so I saw from a standpoint from my own blog how important it was to really have a solid and consistent social media presence. And I kind of felt that I knew a thing or two from doing it on my own. And so I really wanted to kind of give back to these companies that I had relationships with and help them do the same. So through pro bono work, I had helped them manage their social media accounts, build marketing strategies, improve their overall awareness, and really help them to get results to really get that online presence. So once I started to get more comfortable working with them, I kind of dipped my toes a little bit into freelancing, but eventually established Dash of Social in September 2016. The reason why I feel like social media and just marketing in general is so important is because now, since we live in such a digital age, if you're really not online, you'll, you will get forgotten about. Um, there was actually a company, I can't remember if it was Pepsi or Coke, but a few years back they had decided to stop marketing because they thought that they, had, they were such a household name that people would remember them and their sales actually dropped drastically. And so it just kind of goes to show that you really need to be adamant and persistent when it comes to being present on social media. And so I think that now making sure that you are doing so is really important for kind of continuing to grow your business and staying on top of consumers' minds. So, you know, Ashley, I'll tell you, people say to me all the time, I'm so busy. How am I going to make time to do this? And I don't even know where to start. So let's say you're talking to a solopreneur who really hasn't, you know, maybe doing like a little Facebook here and there, but really not approaching it. You talk a little bit about, you know, the, the marketing calendar and how you use it. Can you talk a little bit about how somebody would get started? 
Definitely. So as you mentioned, I really recommend kind of having a calendar or some sort of plan that you follow. I think one of the trickiest things that can happen with social media is if you really kind of approach it just on a whim and if you're not really kind of thinking strategically about it. So if you almost, it's almost like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that it sticks. You really need to kind of approach it with a certain from a certain standpoint. And so with a marketing calendar, it can be something super simple, such as listing out days within a month and then really figuring out what you'd like to write about each day. So it can be if you wanna promote a specific service or product, or if you're planning on publishing a blog post that day and you'd like to talk about that, or if you have something really cool coming up that you'd like to share with your audience. It's really important to just kind of almost map out your thoughts and determine when you'd like to post it. But really, I think a common misconception that people have about social media is that they think that they need to be on every single platform, posting every single day, multiple times a day, which is simply not true. You really only need to focus on the platforms where your target market exists. So if your target market does not exist on Twitter or YouTube, don't be focusing the majority of your time on Twitter or YouTube. You really want to be focusing on where they're more likely to find you. I also say it's really much more important to focus on consistency rather than frequency. So don't try to post all the time thinking that that's what you have to do. Just as long as you're consistent with your posting, even if it's just three times per week, it's the fact that you're continuing to show up online three times per week and have that consistent presence to make it much more uh, help you much more with that awareness. So definitely go in with it slow and almost dip your toes into it rather than trying to go all in at once. So three times a week, people, did you hear her say that? Not once a week, not once a month, not every day, but the idea that you're dripping on your social media audience about three times a week in a relevant, meaningful way. So this isn't, by the way, you know, some silly post that is maybe contrary to how you think about your professional person. But it's also not all corporate, right? One of the things that I've noticed is some of the best people that, you know, that I've come to follow have a really nice mix of personal and business in their social media. Can you talk a little bit about how people want to think about that as they think about kind of building what it is they want to be known for? Absolutely. So one of my marketing professors had actually given a great piece of advice and she calls it the New York Times headline test. So basically, if whatever you say or do, if you do not want to see it as a New York Times headline, don't do it. So I thought that was a really great piece of advice to follow in any marketing aspect. So if you're sharing something online or to someone else, and you wouldn't want it to really be super public, then don't do it. So I think that with kind of sharing between personal and business, it really helps to kind of go back to your own judgment. So there's definitely more people who are absolutely like an open book who will share anything and everything with their audience. But then there's people who kind of have that fine line between what they will share and what they won't which is totally fine. But one thing that I have found, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, is that the more that you're open about who you are and show who you are as a person and you're per show, revealing your personality and things like that, the more credibility you'll receive because you're, you're not just with your clients, they're not just working with some super large firm, they're working one-on-one -on -one with you. And so allowing people to kind of connect with you on that personal level and kind of get to know the real you 
can really help to increase your awareness over time. So by personal content, I don't mean that you have to share something traumatic that has happened to you or something that's really kind of deep. It can even be something like talking about what you do outside of your work or showing some of your favorite activities or even sharing like a fun fact or something that really kind of helps to let people know who you are as a person rather than a business can really help to elevate your online presence even further. Sometimes I'll be looking at what people are posting and it's very, especially in financial services, which is really the industry I've been in for, um, oh, I don't know, more than a quarter of a century. It's antiseptic, right? There's no, you know, people are just throwing like a cut and paste copy out there and claiming it as their own. And it's been read by the compliance people and, you know, and it's, and there's absolutely nothing in there for a potential customer or a client to engage with because it's just really boilerplate. I almost think that that's worse than not doing anything at all. What do you think about that? I definitely agree. So that you're, it's almost like you're mentioning industry jargon, so to say. So that's one of the yes. things that you should really kind of stay away from is including terms that wouldn't really make sense to people who aren't experts like you are. So kind of thinking about when you take that content approach on social media, making sure that everything that you're writing is really able to be understood and comprehended by someone who may not even have any knowledge on the subject. So some, I think one thing that can be really difficult is that something, not understanding that something that comes so easily to you comes really difficult to other people, but that's just because you're the expert. So really kind of breaking things down in a simple fashion, but also making sure that you're providing value and making things really interesting are, t are a few really important things to make sure that you're kind of including in your overall content strategy. So let me ask you something about uh, selling success with social media. One of the things that I always hear is people say, well, you know, I can't really tell if this is working for me or not. I'm doing this, I'm, I'm paying this company or I'm working with this, this company that's posting my social media all the time. And I, I don't really have a good way to measure my results. And shouldn't I be able to see that this came from that? And I always say that sometimes like building your community presence is, it's more holistic and it's, it takes more time and it's a little hard to draw all the lines to it. But without it, you know, all you have to do is measure people that don't do it to see whether or not it works for you. Give people some ideas about how they might, as they think about, so selling in social media, one of the things I thought was really interesting is when you and I were talking about getting ready for the show, you had talked about um, that you had like a, you know, like a little giveaway, this idea of the quarterly, the quarterly marketing calendar at dashofsocial.com, which basically throws it out there and says, you know, you can tell because people went and got the calendar, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that those people turn around and become a client right away, but it shows that they actually heard through you through your marketing piece. And so I was wondering about ideas, like little tips and ideas that businesses can use to kind of make sure that what they're saying is actually resonating with their target audience. Yes, absolutely. So I think you hit it, the nail on the head with the fact that building a community is more of a holistic approach. So it really kind of focuses on that actual aspect of building that community. Because once you have people who are really interested in you and love everything that you say on social media and appreciate the value that you provide, then they'll end up converting to clients further down the line. So other things that you can look at to see if the content that you're posting kind of resonates with your audience is a few different things. So one, you can look at analytics first and foremost. So 
Instagram and Facebook actually have analytics tools built right into their platforms, which is really convenient and awesome. So you're able to look at individual posts and see how those perform. So in terms of how many people it reached, how many comments there were, how many likes there were, um, how many times the photo was clicked on, if that post has a photo, things like that. So you can look at the hard numbers on the actual social media platforms, but you can also think about other things as well. So kind of like what you just mentioned with an email freebie, um, really looking at the amount of subscribers that you may get when someone signs up for a freebie that you offer. Website traffic is huge. So looking at how many people went from your social media platforms to your website just during that time. You can also take a look at other metrics as well. Like if you happen to have a podcast like this, you can take a look at podcast downloads. There are a whole bunch of different things. And so I think that's one of the greatest things about social media is that you're not really, and even just marketing in general, you're not really limited to just one form of result. There's so many other things that you can be looking at as well. So what, in terms of what I just mentioned with website traffic, um, even followers, a follower increase, the statistics and analytics on individual posts as well. So really just kind of taking a look at that data and figuring out what you think may have actually caused those increases and almost imitating that strategy moving forward. And see whether or not you can replicate it. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the things I do is I've been running this podcast for about a year and a half is I look at uh, every single month I get analytics of what platform, what country, what state. And then one of the other things I also look at is I can see whether or not people are listening to back issues of the podcast each and every month. So as the podcast audience has grown, what's also happening is the number of people that are going back and listening to earlier episode podcasts is also growing. So it's not like, you know, oh, I recorded that podcast a year ago and it's in the archives, but nobody's ever going to see it again. That actually isn't happening. If people like the first podcast, often they're going back and looking for other topics that they might be interested in. And I just assumed you either got it or it went right by you. But that's really not true. People are going back and, and getting those, you know, like, like watching reruns. Definitely. And, and one of the great things about podcasts and even a lot of content in general is that it can be repurposed. So if you have evergreen content um, similar to your podcast episodes where it's not necessarily um, relevant only for a specific time of the year or something like that, if it can be relevant at any point in time, you can continue to share any type of content over and over. So that way people are continuing to see it. Um, listen to it, download it, uh, read it, share it, all these different things. And that's one of the best things about social media. So it's great that you kind of mentioned how with your analytics, you're really kind of seeing which episodes resonated with people the most. You can create some kind of episodes on similar topics. So that's just a really great tactic and strategy to use across marketing in general. So if you notice that if you um, wrote about a certain topic and your audience seemed to love it, then create another post that talks about that topic in a different way. You just kind of wanna keep taking a look at it and almost imitating it, as you mentioned, to make sure that you're continuing to get those really great results. That's fantastic. You know, when you and I were on our pre-call, one of the things we talked about were the five biggest mistakes you think people make as it pertains to social media. And I was wondering if we could maybe talk about that a bit. Yeah, definitely. So one of these I had actually already mentioned earlier, and it's the fact that people think that they need to be on every single social media platform that exists. Um, so I definitely don't agree with that. As I was discussing earlier, you really need to kind of hone in on where your target market actually exists. So think about what platforms they're utilizing, 
how they're utilizing them and things like that. And really only put your time and effort there. You don't want to be promoting yourself on a platform if you don't even have your ideal clients there because then it's almost like you're putting all this effort into something that you're getting no return. Um, another thing is kind of thinking that social media is the answer to everything. So I think oftentimes people may get a little bit confused on the purpose of social media and how it can really benefit their business. But oftentimes people may think that social media will just get them all these sales, grow their business insanely and all these different things. But really, I always say that social media is just one piece of the marketing pie. So in order to have the best results for your business and kind of get as much exposure as possible, you really need to be utilizing other sources, whether it's blogging, email marketing, podcasting, SEO, so many different options out there. The more that you utilize, the more of an effect that you'll have. Thirdly, another thing that I had actually already mentioned earlier, but it's really kind of thinking that you need to be posting every single day, multiple times a day. I always say that's one of the easiest ways that people burn out. As entrepreneurs and business owners, we have so many different things that you need to handle that when we get kind of overwhelmed, marketing is almost always one of the things that falls to the bottom of our to-do list. So the best way to really kind of avoid that from happening is not trying to do too much too quickly. So really kind of taking things slow and focusing on that consistency over frequency as I had mentioned, can really kind of help you moving forward. Uh, fourthly, this was a question that you had actually asked, but kind of the whole mentality that social media is, and even just marketing in general as a business owner, is really only meant for straight business and not kind of showing your personality. So as we discussed, the more that you show about who you are, um, your personality, your likes and interests, and things like that, the more people will start to feel like they know you. And once they know you, they like you, once they like you, they trust you, and that three-part factor of no like, and trust will really help to kind of convert those people from just being social media followers to paying customers and clients. So really kind of thinking about what approach you wanna take in terms of showing who you are as a person online and almost dripping that personal content in there in a way that feels really natural and comfortable to you is absolutely okay. So it's not like you need to focus strictly on the business stuff Having a mix is really actually a great approach to have depending on what your business is. And then fifthly, I think that one thing that people also tend to really kind of um, not think about is that social media and just marketing in general is something that you just kind of do and then run. So once you post on social media, you can't just post it and expect all these people to come. You have, have to actually engage. So I say that social media is called social media for a reason and that's to be social. So you can't just post content and expect all these people to flock to your pages. You really have to go and be active. So it involves following other accounts, liking their posts, commenting on their posts, trying to build some sort of relationship with them can really help to, again, further your awareness online and get people to know who you are, what you do, and how you can support them. Because showing that genuine connection and interest in someone else can help to lead to those sales further down the line. You know, it's funny. I always, I have this joke with my husband. I go, you know, it's not always about you. <laughs> and that's how I think about social media is it's not always about you. You know, it's about, uh, you know, other people that you're interested in or, you know, other professionals that you work with and how you might support what they're doing and how you, and how they might support what you're doing. It's about, you know, it's about the, the big sea of community and then figuring out how you build that, that network over time. And it's, 
the overtime part is part of this, guys. You can't just throw it up there and expect that people will flock and buy all your stuff because it really doesn't work like that at all. Exactly. And I think that's another great thing to kind of add to that list as like the sixth point is that with these results, it really kind of does take time. So I think oftentimes people are really eager to kind of get these results after only a short period of time of kind of working on their marketing, but to really get the best results and conversions for your business. It's really a long-term game with any form of marketing, especially because it just involves so much testing. So I always say that's one of the best and worst parts of my job is the fact that social media is always changing. And so it really kind of helps to test which different types of content might work well and because then it helps you to find out which ones don't. And so it really kind of helps you to really remember that the longer you do it, the more success you'll have. You know, that's a lot of great information. Let me ask you, you and I talked a little bit earlier about the calendar, the content calendar that you have available on your site. Can you tell our listeners how they might retrieve that? Definitely. So if you go to my website, which is dashofsocial.com, I believe it's actually in the header of my website. So you should be able to grab that content calendar there. It'll be sent to you in an email immediately, and then you'll be able to download it and start planning your social media content instantly. So, you know, I'm like one of the world's greatest planners. I really believe that, you know, if you have no plan, you have no shot. So if you really want to get better at social media, whether you're going to do it yourself or you're going to, you're going to contract with somebody like Ashley and uh, her form to run this for you, the first thing you need to do is decide that you're going to plan it out. And so I would recommend that you download that calendar and just start looking at it and saying, you know, how will I do this and how will it fit? And then if people wanted to get in touch with you to learn more information, let's say they're not uh, fascinated about doing this all by themselves and they're looking for a little help, how might, how might they reach out to you to learn more? Yeah, so my website is dashofsocial.com. I'm also dashofsocial on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And lastly, my email is ashley at dashofsocial.com. Perfect. And I'll make sure that all that information is on the show notes for those of you who are taking your notes too fast. Here's what I'll say. 25 years ago, you could start a business by hanging a sign and maybe putting an ad in the church bulletin and just working hard. But those days are gone. And if you're not out from behind your desk, either literally or in representation, they're not going to come find you. You need to go out and find them. And you need to find a way to do that. Social media is clearly a large part of the solutions of the future. And uh, it's time to get it going, guys. Definitely. Your social media plan today. Ashley, thank you so much for visiting with us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. And to my listeners, don't forget, if you're trying to run your business, this is a really important component. Our show coming up next is more about investment money. And so I'm trying to give you a little bit of mix of, you know, how to make more money maybe in your life and then also how to think about managing your money better. And I am open, obviously, on my Facebook account at KT's Money Matters or my website at ktsmoneymatters.com. I'm always looking for feedback for the show and ideas for future shows. So if you have an interest in a show, a topic I haven't covered yet, or something that you just want to hear more about, or maybe even you know a great guest, or maybe you would be a great guest, come to KT's Money Matters and just let me know until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, 
go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.